Well, hello, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Uh, welcome back to Bleacher Birds. We are your hosts, Jimmy and... Hey, it's Matt. So, uh, on today's podcast, we're going to discuss numerous topics. We're going to discuss a little bit of Orioles baseball. We're going to discuss a little bit of uh, Ravens football. We're going to find out if Antonio Brown has signed with Ravens or if he... Uh, may now be linking up with another team. Uh, <clears throat> and we'll also discuss the Landover professional football team, who's asking them to change their name now, and uh, whether or not they finally will. All that, and uh, will there be a KBO segment? Yes or no? Uh, we're going to lead off right, right off with that. So, last week, Matt, we, uh, <clears throat> we asked the Ask the fans, uh, should Matt continue his KBO segments in our podcast? And uh, the people have spoken. Uh, the options were yes, no, and you guys have a podcast? <laughs> and uh, with a resounding 60% of the vote, uh, you guys have a podcast? One. Oh, boy. So... Just know that our fans are out there, and uh, they are <laughs> unaware that we have a podcast, but they are very, very true to our uh, to our Twitter page. Okay. So, uh, in second place, actually, was yes, and that was with a resounding forty percent of the votes. All right. And we did not get a single vote for no. See, I knew it was a hit. <laughs> yep. So, uh, shall we lead off with a little bit of KBO, Matt? Yeah. Sure. All right. All right, so I'm just going to the. the uh, go I'm ahead, go ahead and start you off with my first cut off of the show. I, go I just got to tell you, I absolutely love that song. What song? Your KBO song. That, oh yeah, you love that. Segment. It's fantastic. I I really wish that you played it while we were recording. But <laughs> just just know that I know that that song just played, and I absolutely love it. All right, well, I'm I'm starting to turn you then. No, just it's just the song and the dinos. Everything else I can do without. Okay. All right. Well, you're going to your uh, KBO segment. Well, you're going to like this because the dinos are still in first place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same up top at the, in the league right now. The same five teams are battling out for the playoff spots. Mm-hmm. So it's dinos, Kiwoom Heroes, Doosan Bears, LG Twins, and Kia Tigers right now. And I'm thinking it's going to be those five just fighting for those spots towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But... um it's funny you say you like that song because they, they almost did. You, I don't know if you heard about this, but they almost got fans back into the stadiums in did they? In, in Korea. Yeah, they were going to do it this Friday, but I think they're a little worried. They got a little worried because their numbers went up. Oh, and uh, they pushed it back. Seems like numbers are going up everywhere. Oh yeah, but this is not a uh, coronavirus podcast, so we'll just leave that one alone. Well, it's gonna it's gonna come up. All right. Yeah, thing, things like that are going to come up. I guess. Yeah, so we, we can talk about that later in MLB. All right. But um, 
So I wanted to talk about uh, something cool I saw just to give you a little more of the atmosphere that happens at these games. So you, you, I don't know if you remember this, but the Hanwha Eagles are pretty much the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. They are um, currently 12 and 38 right now. Oh, wow. And I saw something interesting yesterday's game that was televised the uh, cleanup hitter mm-hmm. in the, what was it? The second inning. There's a man on first and second base, no outs and the cleanup hitter. Or no, it was the fourth inning. So man on first and second, no outs. The cleanup hitter lays down a bunt and sacrifices the guys over to second and third. Those two runs end up scoring, but when's the last time you saw a cleanup hitter and MLB bunt in the fourth inning or in any inning for that matter? Well, you know, I, I can't tell you the last time that I saw, like, let's say, like, uh, Chris Davis go ahead and put the bunt down. Uh, see, I, the only real bunt that really ever sticks to mind was, like, Adam Jones in a strange situation, kind of bunting on his own. He wasn't really given the sign. He made the runners on first and second, and he just decided he'd go ahead and try to lay it down himself. And uh, he actually ended up popping up to the uh, popping up to the pitcher. But I, I remember watching that, and I was like, that couldn't have come from Buck. <laughs> and look where he is now. Yep. He's over in Japan because they got him out of there. Well. He's uh he's playing baseball, making millions of dollars while uh major leaguers are still waiting to hit their summer camp. No, I know. I'm I'm just kidding. I I loved Adam Jones when he was here, and uh I, I hold nothing against him what he did for the team. So, but I, I just thought it was crazy that the uh, cleanup hitters were there bunting, and uh, they were laughing a little bit back and forth between the teams. But you know that kind of stuff happens over there. Mm-hmm. They're all about contact. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, the, one, uh, another thing I saw, I don't know if you saw this headline, but uh, the MLB must be watching over there because they're going to, if you heard the athletics, and I think one of their California team, they're going to use cardboard cutouts in their stands, just like the KBO. Yeah, so the A's are, uh, the A's are going to use cardboard cutouts. And did you hear about the, uh, the deal with us? Is that the fans can – pay to have their cardboard cutout put into the stands. Yeah. And if a foul ball or home run ball hits their cutout, they get mailed the baseball. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear about that part. That's really cool. And it's something that uh something that the Orioles definitely need to get into. I absolutely would do that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. Don't you think they should do like something like um anybody who had season tickets? Should have a chance to like buy a buy a cardboard cutout in the stands. Oh, I'd go ahead and give them like the first day to go ahead and try buy it first, and then after that, open it up to everybody else. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely buy one. All right, so no, what, no, we, we ventured off from your KBO. <laughs> That's all right, man. Well, uh, so if you did buy a cut cutout, what outfit would you be wearing <laughs> out there? Oh man, what a question. Yeah. You know, if I, if I had to if I had to do one, I I think it would have to be orange suit Elvis. Yeah, um, I, I think it would have to be that cut out. Just something that's going to stand out. Something. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. But you gotta have your face out there. Yeah, but I remember uh, that yeah. night. That night, your face was completely covered. But for this cutout, man, you gotta have your face shown. All right, so I've got another one for you. All right, uh, you got plenty, but so there was one where I wore a orange visor 
and a humongous afro. <laughs> yeah. You remember that one? Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. So I think it would have to be that one, especially because you get that extra, uh, extra size from the afro, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, blocking all the view of everybody else around you. Yeah. And this way, the ball got... comes over and it hits my hits uh, the side of my hair first, then I would get it. Oh, that's a good strategy. Yeah. Take up more area. Uh-huh. And you, you got to be wearing the Hawaiian shirt with that outfit. Yeah, I mean, I was, when I originally wore it, I was rocking the uh, classic orange jersey, but yeah, I guess we could rock the Hawaiian shirt for that. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, so last week I introduced you to a player, one of my favorites, and this week I'm going to talk about another guy, Deho Lee. Deho Lee. Yeah, you might recognize him actually, because I, I had totally forgotten about this. Did but he, play he on? Uh, did he play on Tampa Bay? He was on Seattle for a year in yeah, 2016. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So. Familiar. Yeah. So wait. Let me. Um. I'm gonna send you his picture. All right. While well, uh while Matt sends me this picture, I just want to uh, let everybody know the KBO segment has been brought to you by Honey Pig Restaurant at 145 Baltimore National Pike in Elka City, Maryland. Uh, they're currently open now. They close at midnight. Uh, once again, this segment has been brought to you by the Honey Pig Restaurant in Elka City, Maryland. Perfect. I actually had some. Um, there's like There was a new Asian uh, like hub type of restaurant that opened up on Route 40. Yeah. It's got like a bunch of different like food stalls. Mm-hmm. And um, I had some Korean fried chicken tonight oh you know what is that um is that the same place that they have down there rundle mills next to chipotle that is um bonchon yeah, yeah yeah it's similar to that but no that this it wasn't called bonchon it was like um i forget what the actual name of this stand was but it was just within this place called the hub okay it was good man i was getting in the korean mood i'm actually in the middle of a game right now i got it on uh, on on demand so i'm like halfway through well don't let us uh don't let us interrupt your uh your game there no no it's we, perfect we i apologize can... for recording at recording a weekly podcast for all listeners no you know i got a, i just got a little busy today so i couldn't watch it in the morning all right so but, i'm seeing um, this gentleman here uh mm-hmm. do you recognize him yeah hey all right yeah so this guy is like 6'4", 250 pounds. He's probably like the biggest player over there. Mm-hmm. And um, biggest as far as size and probably popularity. He's like one of the favorite players right now. He, he's pretty much a legend in Korea. Um, like I said, he played for Seattle for one year, 2016. But but in the KBO, he's got a lifetime average of 310. And right now he's sitting on 321 home runs, which is eighth all time in, in Korea. But I think if he plays about two more years, he's going to reach second second all time. At uh, right now, that's sitting at 351. So if he plays a couple more years, he's going to take that second spot. I don't know if he's going to pass the the uh, overall leader, but he'll be a solid second place. And uh, he's fun to watch, man. He's like. I would I would compare him to like uh, Cecil Fielder. His body, his like swing, he just puts his whole mass into his swing. Man, it's fun to watch. See, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily look as round as uh, Cecil. It might be that I might have sent you a picture of him when he was younger. 
Yeah, so you sent me a, a slim down version of him. Yeah, right now he's 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 every bit of two hundred fifty pounds, probably more than that right now. Mm-hmm. But he's like um he I think he's been DHing, so he just gets up there and swings as hard as he can every time. And uh he's got nine home runs this year, so he's hitting at a pretty good clip. Good stuff, man. You gotta get you gotta get on board. Yeah, maybe one day. I don't know. Say with uh with MLB getting ready to go ahead and kick off, so yeah. That's where all my focus is right now. All right. All right. That's uh I guess we're not going across the pond. What are we going in order to uh Around the world. Around the world? Yeah. Pretty right. much. Around the world in fifteen seconds. <laughs> so uh we'll jump into a little bit of major league baseball. So we talked a little bit about the uh about the A's already and uh how they're putting out the cardboard cutouts. They was gonna talk about that kinda uh, snuck that one in there already. So I think that's a great idea. I really hope that the Orioles jump on board with it. So now if you were to uh, go ahead and put yourself out there, I'm not going to ask you what outfit you would put on, but <laughs> where would you want your cutout if you had any pick of anywhere in the stadium? Well, we talked about this before. If we were there in person. Well, not, be- not in person, but where uh, would you put your cardboard cutout? I'm just saying I would be sitting all the way out by myself in the top row, but if I had my cutout, I don't know, man. You gotta, you gotta get behind the plate, right? See, you think that, but are you trying to get on TV or are you trying to get a ball? Yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool. It, the, the odds of getting a ball hit to you mm-hmm. are pretty slim, right? So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking section. 92, row three, seat six. Okay, that's very specific. That's that's where I want to be. Okay. If I had to pick somewhere specific, yeah, that's a little bit specific, but that's that's where I want to be. I want to be right center field, Uh not too far up, but not necessarily front row either. So Mm -hmm. somebody's got to get a hold of one, but they don't have to just barely hit it over the fence because yeah. I think a lot of people would think that first row but if you put it in that first row I mean, you've also got that gap so you see the ball go over the fence you get all excited you think you're getting the ball and the ball just goes into that dip. right plus right. some of these guys can jump up and rob that home run too right now fitting that's in the, in the bleachers is, is that correct yeah there you go. We we are in fact the bleacher birds. We'd be a true bleacher bird. So, just don't ask me to repeat exactly where I just said. We got it recorded, so I think we're good. All right. That's pretty close to an orange seat out there, isn't it? No, I've got no idea where the. Uh, let's see, here we go. Ninety-six row D, seat twenty-three. Oh, okay. So that's a little couple bit different. Right. A couple seconds there. So talking about home runs, I, I wanted to mention I saw something cool this past week. All right. I don't know if you watched that Long Gone Summer documentary. No. About Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. No, see, I'm I'm actually uh, I'm still working, like three hours <laughs> a week. As as we've mentioned before, I haven't been able to take part in the whole quarantine, stay home, watch Netflix. All right. Well, you I still have the wafer of my feet, you know, anything of that sort. So, you still got your nights, okay? 
it's an hour it's an hour my, and 20 minutes my nights consist of coming home taking a shower eating dinner and then going to sleep and then rinsing and repeating <laughs> all right well that's why you got me okay all right so, so i watched so i watched long gone summer all right it was awesome man this, I was the, uh, this was the Jimmy Fallon movie about... Uh, oh, my goodness. No, no I, I wouldn't be called dead watching that one. I can't remember what that's called, but that was close, isn't it? Fever Pitch. Fever oh, pitch yeah. It's called. yeah. It's a good one. Long Gone Summer. Yeah, so Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa in, in 98. So this was four years after the strike, so baseball was like dying for fans to come back and get into it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember watching this, man. I remember watching, you know, Sosa and McGuire battle it out, and that was fun. But just watching this documentary and, like, yeah, man, it was almost even better watching the documentary and then remembering it because I, I all I remember from when I was watching it is the steroid scandal. And I think I'm, like, mixing what happened after that year with what was going on during the year because during the year, nobody really cared. Right. Right? So nobody really even... It, there was even a part of the documentary in the um, where Mark McGuire was getting interviewed by like 60 reporters after every game. And he had a bottle of uh, Andro just sitting in his locker out in the open. And the guy, one of the one of the reporters was just like, what's that? And he told him, he was like, this is what it is. I can't remember the name. It's all like chemistry, you know, scientific. So I can't pronounce it, but mm. he's like, it's Andro. That's what it is. This is what it does. All this stuff. So it's all out in the open. And that was it. I think some uh, some guys mentioned it like, do you think it's right that he's playing during the season? But nobody really hammered, you know, hammered him for it until much later when that uh, Balco report came out and uh, he was one of the names on it. But I'm just saying man, it was fun to watch these guys. And he, uh, the fact that while we were watching it, no one suspected something was going on because this guy was enormous. Yeah, so if you, if you just want to put it on just to see how big he was, bigger than any player that's playing right now. I mean, I mean he he made Albert Pujols look small. He he's crazy. Like if you were to pick up one of those like souvenir bats that you get from like a minor league stadium, mm-hmm. if we were to hold one of those like souvenir bats, that's what he looks like holding a full size <laughs> wooden bat. It is crazy. So just to, just to see that, you got to flip it on for a minute just to see how big this guy was. And then uh, Sammy, and then Sammy Sosa is a whole other story, man. So, so let me ask you this: uh, during that, uh, during that whole event, who were you pulling for? Were you pulling for Sammy, or were you pulling for McGuire? It's hard to remember. I, I think I was pulling for McGuire, mm-hmm. just because I was a fan of the A's. Yeah, back when he was playing with Conseco and Henderson. Mm-hmm. So Mark, Mark McGuire was like on that team. I was a fan of that team. By by Henderson, you mean Dave Henderson? Well, he was great too, man. The, the uh, that was yeah. D- Dave Henderson is long forgotten, and uh, he he needs to be remembered. Just that he, smile will never be forgotten. No, he, that that gap. He was the third member of the Bash Brothers that just never got any credit. <laughs> See, I don't even remember that. Was he was he a home run hitter? Was he that good? Yeah, it was uh, Dave Henderson, uh, Mark McGuire, and Jose Canseco. Okay. And uh, you know, yeah, I I remember specifically because once again, 1989, where I became a diehard Oriole fan. Greg Olson has a strikeout the three uh, 
three of them to end an inning or to end the game in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, wow. And uh, say the Orioles were up by one. They brought in the Otter to go ahead and close it out. And <laughs> he knocked out all three, struck out all three with a sweet looking uh, curveball. Mm hmm. And I think 89 was McGuire's uh, rookie year or close to it. Yeah, he was out. Uh, and the way he looked then was like he was skinny. <laughs> but you know what? He set a, a rookie home run record, though. So he was never. He, he was never. He was always a home run hitter. Yeah. So it's not like the it was just because of this the um, supplements. I mean, he 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 was setting records when he was a rookie. His problem was he always got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, man. Um, Ricky Henderson was my favorite player. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Ricky. Yeah, yeah, Ricky. That's right. I remember you had those posters on your wall. Yeah, man. Well, it's funny because it, it's a funny story because my brother, actually, his favorite player was Jose Canseco for mm. as long as I can remember. And I think my dad would always ask me, like, who my favorite player was. And, like, I'd, <clears throat> I I had no idea. So I think I just said Jose Canseco, too, because Todd's favorite player was Jose. Yeah. I think he got a little upset with me. He's like, you know, you got to pick your own. And then I just ran upstairs and looked at the, you know, probably some pictures he had from the athletics or some of his baseball cards. And I just picked Ricky. I just picked Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good pick. Yeah, man. Since then, Hall of Famer. All right. So uh, while while we're on the topic of uh, non-Orioles baseball, uh, say I'm a day late, but I want to wish you a happy Bobby Bonilla day. Uh, that, was actually, that was actually yesterday. So, yeah, so Bobby Bonilla Day was July 1st. Uh, Mets have to pay him $1.9 million yet again. And <laughs> they will continue to do so until 2035. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, to let you know how great of a move this is, <laughs> is the Mets had an opportunity to buy out his contract for $5 million, and they didn't uh-huh. do it. It was early 2000s. He had a chance. They had a chance to go ahead and buy it out for five million dollars. <laughs> that's kind of like taking. That's kind of like winning the lottery and either taking the lump sum or taking the yearly payments for the rest of your life. I'm just kind of curious. Like, are, is it going to become Chris Davis Day, July 1st, <laughs> when we just continue paying him out? Uh, he's going to be playing on the team. Sorry to say, maybe for one or two more years, but. Yeah, you know we're we've got that youth movement. We're ready to get rid of him. So, yeah. Speaking of Chris Davis, uh, so what are your thoughts on how he's going to do? I mean, he had a hot spring training before when it originally started. Seemed to really be on top of things. Uh, is he going to come back hot, or is he going to come back as the Chris Davis we all know and love? Yeah, like we were saying, that's his luck, man. He starts off with a hot season, and they mm-hmm. shut him down. Shut him down for, what, three three months now? Yep. I mean, all you can do is hope for the best. So it's only it's only 60 games. So if, he's I, not, if, he, if he's not playing well, they're not going to leave him in. So I want to throw this out there, and this is assuming that we will play at least one game of, uh, one game of Major League Baseball this year and that Corona doesn't cancel the season. Uh, Chris Davis is first at bat. The end result is what? Well, if we want to go with the odds, uh-huh. if I'm putting money on it, I'm going cold third strike. 
All right, so let's see here. So we got that cold third strike. That's only if I'm putting money on it, though. If I'm a fan. No, 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 no. I want to know what your honest opinion is of what you think is going to happen. So you think it's going to be called third strike. Keep gun to your head. You have to bet on something. You're betting on called third strike. Yeah, in that scenario, yeah. Right. If, I'm, if I have to bet on something, yes. So my guess, first at bat, home run, uh, right field, just to the left of the, uh, of the flag court. Listen to this homer. All right. So, Why don't you? And then we then we ride that home run all the way to the World Series, right? Nope. No, I'm I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> okay. We're just gonna, we're going to go ahead and save this. All right. Uh, and then we'll go ahead. We'll take a look at it after the first game of the year. All right. All right. So uh, shall we jump into some? See, I had a little bit of uh, plan stuff actually that I wanted to talk about that we haven't even touched. So, uh, in case you didn't see it, uh, your boy Heston Kerstad has officially signed with the Orioles. Okay. So, the number two overall pick, he signed for $5.2 million. Wow, that's that's great. Yeah, it's just just $4 million over what Bobby Bonilla was paid to not play baseball this year. (laughs) Uh, So, that's pretty steep. Went ahead and had this one so the Warriors have signed outfielder Heston Kerstad, second overall pick out of Arkansas. Hit 448, 513, 791, five doubles, six homers, 20 RBIs, 19 runs, and 16 games before they were shut down. That was all just this year before they uh, called it a season. Mike Elias was calling him the best left-handed hitter in the country. Yeah, I mean, because the, the best right-handed hitter was uh, Torkelson, right? Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, a lot of confidence in this kid. So when the Orioles go ahead and uh, obviously he's already been signed, pen to paper, it's done. But is he going to be one of the 16, the sweet 16 that we don't know is on the Orioles roster yet? So the Orioles already released their roster, uh, but it only consisted of 44 names for who was going to be reporting to camp left a void of 16 names to be added. Mm-hmm. So you just signed this kid straight out of college. There's no minor league baseball. Minor league baseball has officially announced that they will not play this year. So does Heston jump onto the roster? That's a tough call. So here's what I'm thinking. Because again, my understanding is that he can go ahead and be added to this 60-player pool um, and still work out with the team. And so long as he doesn't actually play a game, his time clock doesn't start. Right. So he can still practice with the team, practice with uh, practice with coaches, things of that sort. You know, when the team goes out of town, he'll obviously uh, stay, and then they'll just uh, they'll just have practices. It'd be like the uh, the practice squad for football, I imagine. That that'd be a good good plan since there's no minor leagues. At least get him practicing with some major leaguers just so yeah, he can exactly. see the speed of the game. Yeah. Some guys yeah. that have been there before or even like just even getting him in with the minor leaguers, just like you know, because obviously it's not necessarily gonna be all major league ready guys, but there'll be some minor league minor leaguers there. 
and he can learn from them as well because you know obviously that's going to be a step up from college. Oh yeah. So I'm thinking. Uh, so obviously it's undecided what's going to happen with him. He just signed, but I'm thinking Rushman's going to be up there now. At least one of those guys. Yeah, I'm thinking so too. I mean, I know we're talking about not <laughs> rushing him up, but I mean, why why not now? This season is pretty much like you can look at it as just like an experimental season. Right. And who, and who knows, this might change the way some teams operate. Like the, these young guys, they hold them back and make them earn their, earn their place in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. So they start them as low as they can, see how well they do at each level and bring them up slowly. But this might change the way some teams look at these guys. These guys might be ready. I mean, college might be, I don't know, might be like the new minor league, kind of like the college football players going into NFL. If they can throw some of- curious to see uh to see how this affects player development for sure. Um, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned Adley, and as I'm looking at the forty-four guys that were selected, I counted previously and I'm not going to count again, but I'm pretty sure I counted like twenty-six pitchers on this list. Mm-hmm. And uh, only four catchers. So obviously <laughs> somebody else is gonna have to be up there with catchers make catches. Adley certainly is uh I certainly think that's almost a shoo-in to yeah. go ahead and join the team. Yep. I see the other name that I noticed that was kind of absent from this list was one Brian Mountcastle. Are we going to play this kid? Are we going to find out, you know, if he can play anywhere? Yeah, the reports on him are he can hit, but there's nowhere in the field for him. So I think now is a perfect opportunity to go ahead and just bring him up and let's see what he can do, especially with three out. Maybe that puts Chris Davis over at first base and Mountcastle can DH even. Doesn't mm-hmm. even have to play the field to find out if that that's worthwhile. Yeah, you might as well. Like I was saying, just do the have this be like an experimental season. Mm-hmm. If they don't get off to a you know super hot start, just bring out these guys and see what they got. Just kind of like throwing them into the fire and see who handles it well. Yeah. So uh according to Dan Connolly on Twitter here says the O's are focusing on 44 players at Camden Yards for opening day. Other 16 spots will be filled. Some will be top prospects for instructional purposes. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see some of those guys. We're staying with MLB. Did you notice that we already had three players opt out of the MLB season? Yeah, I did see that. I'm not surprised. I think we were talking about that last week. So I, we're, I think we're going to see more too, especially since these guys have already made their, the announcement. I think that's going to open the door for a lot of other players to jump on. Yeah, it's a uh, couple of cowards and uh, Ryan Zimmerman and Joe Ross of the uh, Washington uh, Expos. Uh, they have elected to opt out of the 2020 season per sources. And then uh, I believe, I want to say it was Jake Leak, Arizona, opted out as well. Yeah, that was the other guy. Yeah. So, but players are already even just like opting out of the MLB season. Just like, what happens if, uh, I don't know, what happens if Chris Davis opts out? What will your thoughts be? (laughs) Well, it sounds like you won't care. Well, I don't care, see, because I'm thinking he's going to hit a home run in his first at bat. Uh, I guess so, yeah. 
So I think you won't care because you're saying that it's going to strike out uh, swinging and missing. <laughs> no, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, strike, strike out looking. Strike out looking. I'm just being realistic. All right. But I want to see the guy do well, and I want to see him play. But I don't. Uh, I, I don't necessarily blame these guys for for opting out. Well, I don't know. See, I just it's say again. We're on two completely different sides of the spectrum. <laughs> so uh, you're still in lockdown, and yeah, this week Jay and I went out golfing with uh, two complete strangers. So yeah, for golf you need a foursome. So me and Jay, and they paired us up with two other guys. We had no idea who they were. Yeah, and care less you know just, now when you went with these guys did you yeah. did you guys kind of like keep to yourselves like on the other sides of the green or whatever or did you guys just talk the whole time and we kept our distance for the most part but yeah never. i mean we talked the whole time mm. yeah um we all had to drive up in our own individual carts so there's yeah. no cart fairing but um no i mean you just went up and played. So, I mean, the two guys that were together, they, they stuck together and Jay and I stuck together, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I was standing right beside, right beside Jay. I could care less. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Say, was working at a grocery store when you're standing next to, you know, customers come up to you 1300 a day and, you know, they're literally standing two feet from you. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't worry this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. My conclusion is that if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. If I'm not, I'm not. I'm not necessarily looking to go to, you know, I still haven't been to a restaurant to go in, sit down and eat. Uh, but, you know, to the same extent, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not worried about it. It's like, if I get sick, I get sick. But honestly, like, you know, at our age where we are, we're not necessarily in danger. It'll be just like, essentially, just like getting the flu. Get really sick, and then we'll fight it off, and then we'll be fine. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that's fine. But, you know, they don't really know exactly what's going to happen if you get this or how it's going to affect you and all that stuff. But we don't have to talk about that. But um, it's fine. You know, it's fine if you, you're not worried about it and you hang out with Jay and all that stuff. But... Mm-hmm. At least just take the precautions, man. Because I, I was see... going to call you and just uh, just get you to go ahead and enjoy our next tea time. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be better if it was me and somebody else with you guys instead of like two random strangers? Not far, not as far as like the virus. That's like a whole other level because you don't know where they've been. But <clears throat> right. But if it was some, but just going with two strangers, I wouldn't ever feel comfortable, man. I, I just want to go and relax. And then you got these. It's like a it's like a first date, man. <laughs> it'd be like, it's like one of those restaurants where you gotta like where the ta- two tables are like jammed up next to each other and you're like pretty much sitting with other people while you eat dinner I absolutely hate that so you guys basically went on a double date and played golf with some guys yeah I guess <laughs> we, we didn't necessarily make out at the 18th hole or anything but yeah well it's cause you guys don't have good moves I don't know I mean mine are, mine are looking very nice <laughs> No, but I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we are on like different ends of this thing right now. But I don't blame, I wouldn't blame these players for opting out just because you, you don't know like how bad it's going to get. You don't know what's, how it's going to affect them. And I'm sure they're thinking about like if they bring it home with them. 
But again, say these guys are in peak physical condition. Like, yeah, but I their mean, families maybe, are not. Their families maybe, might not be. Maybe not like a Bartolo Colon, but <laughs> but for the most part, these guys are the like physical peak of their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and I agree with you. No, their families aren't. But for the next sixty days, it, are they even going to see their families? Probably not. You know, they're going to be living out of a hotel or whatever, living out of camp, whatever. Like, they're not going to see their families for, like, a few months. I think when they play home games, they are. I don't think they're doing this bubble thing. I think they are going to be seeing their families. And what does it matter anyway? Like, most of the people just don't care anymore. Like, I went out today, and, like, nobody cared. Nobody cares anymore. I don't know. Have you kicked anybody out of your uh, supermarket lately for not wearing a mask? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you guys, I, you guys I, still I, have that rule, and you're enforcing it. Yeah, absolutely. See, inside right, okay. you still have to wear a mask. See, that that never changed. Yeah. So the only thing is, like, and that's why I won't go to a restaurant, is because, like, when you go to a restaurant, you wear the mask when you sit, when you go in, you sit at your table, and then you take it off and you eat, uh-huh. and then you have to put the mask back on when you walk out. Like, yeah. You know, they're like you're now. They have to make sure you're separated from people but like they're like that just that seems kind of crazy but um i mean if i have a if i have somebody i had a customer today that had a child without a mask on and like had a kid without a mask on and i just had to walk over to him and say is your son over two years old yeah he's got to have a mask on or he's got to get out of the store You know, and, and those are the options, and it's like you know, you're not trying to be a jerk about it, but the facts are the facts. It's just like uh-huh. just trying to stay safe, trying to protect everybody. But yeah. you know, and that's what I'll do if that's what's required. Is you have to have a mask on when you're inside. Okay, you have to have a mask on while you're inside. But I put on a mask. I wear it for ten, twelve hours. I've got a whole new respect for doctors and nurses now. Now that I've done that. But, like, these people that are whining and complaining about having to put a mask on for, like, 20 minutes to go inside a grocery store and freaking shop mm-hmm. are just being ridiculous. Like, All right. Well, we, well, we agree on something then. Yeah. No, I mean, like, honestly, like, if, if you don't want to put a mask on to a grocery shop and protect yourself and protect others, then, you know, go kick rocks. You know, I, well, I don't know. Here, here's what I'll say about that. Maybe we can end it. All right. Um, so if the worst thing that's going to happen from this mm-hmm. is that you wore a mask for no reason for a few months, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like who cares? And it, it's not a big deal. And if the best, the best thing that's going to happen is you don't get somebody sick. You got to weigh the, you got to weigh like the outcomes of both of those scenarios. man. Oh yeah. I agree with you. But the other thing that I do is I also like I also go around my store and it's like if I see people wearing their masks like jackasses, I'll go ahead and call them out on it too. So like if you're wearing a ma- if you're wearing a mask and like you just have the mask and you have it down around like your chin and it looks like freaking, like freaking chin strap, like I'm like gonna tell you uh, freaking pull your mask up. Or like if you're wearing a mask and it's just <laughs> over your mouth and it's not over your nose, again I'll tell you I'll, I'll just tell the customers just be like you have to have your full face covered if you're not inside. The yeah, just straight up. These people are oh, good. wearing it looking like idiots. Like, no, you're gonna wear it. You're gonna wear it right. And <laughs> if you can't do that, then you can shop somewhere else. Well, good. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. 
But I mean, that being said, I'm still, you know, again, I'm I'm being smart about it, but mm. I'm not scared of this thing. Like it, it's ridiculous to like, I don't know. I'm not going to hide under a rock because I'm scared of the virus. I'm just going to be safe going out. Well, you know, I mean, I'm, I've got a vacation coming up in a month. Uh, actually, like five weeks. You know, August 10th, going down to Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't wait. I want people to ruin that. But when we go down there, you know, yeah, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to be at the beach. And when I'm sitting at the beach with my wife and my kid, yeah, I'm not going to have a mask on sitting on the beach. No, yeah, I'm right. not necessarily going to be around anybody else. No, and you can, and you can spread out, especially down there. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the thing. When people go on vacation, like, they think they can go on vacation from being precautious, too. Right. Say now, I mean, like, if I were, like, let's say you're going to sea. If you're on the beach by yourself, you know, or with your group, so be it. But, like, when you go hit up the boardwalk, then, yeah, put your damn mask on while you're walking through the crowd. Uh-huh. Oh, I, would, I wouldn't even get near the boardwalk right now. <laughs> and look, man, I'm not, like scared of this thing okay i'm putting out the wrong message here i'm not like if i get it i i think i'd I'd be okay thing is though i i I would hate to give it to somebody else that would like that would weigh on me enough where i can put a mask on when i'm around people but if i don't give this to somebody i'll be happy you know what i mean like i think i'll be fine if i get it but I just—I would just hate to give it to somebody else. And like at work the other day, I was—I did go into work, by the way. Oh, you did. So yeah, so I was talking to a guy, talking about baseball or whatever, and we didn't have our masks on. But we were like, I don't know, ten feet apart because we were like across the aisle or whatever. Mm. And um, this this is a new. This is actually I I actually started to enjoy the masks because this is a new uh, thing I'm doing now for people who come up and not wear a mask and I don't really feel like talking to them. Mm-hmm. So this guy, this other guy at work, he really doesn't, he, he clearly is one of these guys who doesn't believe in anything's going on. Like, even though we're required to at work, he, he's not, I haven't seen him put one on the whole time I, I've been in, you know? Mm-hmm. So me and this guy are talking about baseball, having a good conversation. This dude just like strolls up like he's been listening to us for 20 minutes and just like butts in the conversation, right? Like standing like in between me and the other guy. So he's like right up in our faces. So he's talking just bullshit about baseball. I don't really want to talk to him. Like I don't like him. So I just look at him the whole time he's talking and I just reach down and put my mask on mm. and that just shut him up and he just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so I found a whole new um, use for these masks, man. I found uh, I found another good use for him as well. Uh, you know, if you're wearing the mask, a lot of times people can't necessarily see if your mask is full of gummy bears. Oh, yeah. So um, what I do is typically before I go into work, I just go ahead and fill my mask up with gummy bears and I just keep it up close to my face. And then um, basically I just go ahead and eat like a horse eating out of the bag. Just jump it down whenever I, whenever I feel the need is a feed bag. Yeah. Oh boy. You got to put some of your uh, checks mix in there. Oh, some Miss Mason's check checks mix. <laughs> yeah, just munch on that all day. Hey, maybe maybe my father's listening to the podcast this week. Hey, hey dad, can you go ahead and uh, <laughs> get mom go ahead and start working on some checks mix for me? Appreciate it. 
All right, so uh, we got off on a little bit of a tangent. Once again, welcome back to Off the Rails with Matt and Jimmy. Um, <laughs> Important so, discussion, though. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. Um, <laughs> so I want to jump into a little bit of the NFL world. And the first thing that I have for you is that uh, Antonio Brown was spotted working with a uh, top-tier quarterback yet again. Uh, but this time it was Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's working out with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, it looks like, uh, or at least working out with Russell Wilson, potentially pushing for a Seahawks. They, last week we talked a little bit about this and that the Ravens and Seahawks seem to be the two teams interested in Antonio Brown. Uh-huh. But uh, as of two days ago now, it looks like... Uh, AB is working out with Russ. Yeah, I mean, he seems like one of these guys that's just like looking for anywhere that'll take him now at this point. So has the ship sailed on Antonio Brown? Oh, yeah. You, I think you so. You never had any interest in him, right? No, I didn't. No, I never fall for these like crazy, like big name receivers, man, you know? Yeah. Well, when he's a Raven next week, we'll, uh, we'll have a little <laughs> bit more to talk about. Yeah, then I love him. All right. All right. So, uh, speaking of Ravens, so it was just announced that the NFL is to uh, cut off two weeks of the 2020 preseason schedule. Could end up canceling all of the preseason games. Currently, all the games that are scheduled to be played in week one and week four of the preseason are being canceled. So, our first game was supposed to be the Bills at the Ravens on August 14th. And, uh, our. Week four game was supposed to be Ravens at the Redskins. So mm-hmm. those two games look to look like they're going to be canceled. The first preseason games you're saying? The first the first preseason game and the last preseason game. So it looks like our second and third week uh we're still going to play. Yeah. So I guess the second becomes the first and the third becomes the second. But okay, they're only yeah. gonna play two preseason games now. Okay. I, I don't mind that. No, I don't think anybody does. Because honestly, the preseason games are all a joke. It's just, uh, you know, it's an excuse to essentially watch the game, but there's never any interest. And maybe coaches that want to go ahead and see those, who's borderline. But honestly, I feel like those decisions are already made before the game even starts. Speaking of the uh, professional football team from Landover, uh, they're back in the news yet again. Mm-hmm. This time, I'll just go ahead and read this uh, Read this tweet from the wonderful folks over at Bleacher Report. FedEx, which sponsors its field, has asked the Washington NFL team to change its name. And this was two hours ago. Okay. No response yet from the team, so, huh? In a, uh, well, I mean, with everything that's going on with the world, so it's, it was only a matter of time before uh, the professional franchise of Washington got uh, got called out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, for one, have always been all for the team changing their name. I mean, they don't even play in Washington, so they really should be the Landover professional football team. <laughs> uh, you know, and if changing the uh, mascot of the team and uh, you know, the actual sports name of the team I think that's a good step in the right direction. And uh-huh. maybe they become, I don't know, what what would you change your name to? 
I don't know. Maybe we gotta take a vote for it, man. Washington Expos. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you know what? It's. It, I thought this was gonna happen a few years ago, so it's about time, I guess. Right? Just get it out. Yeah. Get it out of the way. And if yeah, you think absolutely. about. It, if you think if you really look think about it, like all these teams that have to change their names or whatever, mm-hmm. the 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 Washington Redskins that one's pretty rough, man. Yeah, of all the ones you could pick, I think that one should have gone first. Certainly should have gone a while ago. <laughs> so and honestly, like Dan Snyder is uh, just a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's all you can say i guess right? i mean that's that really is i mean the guy's been like destroying his franchise for years he finally gets a decent quarterback and then he's like eh, you know what no so now kirk cousins is over in uh minnesota and rg3 is backing up the greatest quarterback in the game so you have two good quarterbacks and uh you, you don't keep either one so, man's out to destroy his own team <laughs> In the world of pro sports, Tom Brady is on the short list of athletes who seem to have it all. The looks, the money, the wife, and a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Today, that world was shaken a bit. His team under fire for the alleged cheating scandal known as Deflategate. The star QB now forced to play defense. Tom Brady, superstar quarterback. A-list celebrity with a supermodel wife. But tonight, squaring off against allegations brought on by Deflategate. I didn't alter the ball in any way. Denying any part in the latest scandal that has the sports world abuzz. All right, well, let's, um, yeah, let's do Deflategate. All right. That one's funny. All right. So it's, uh, we finally, we finally figured out the story. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, if, uh, you will lead us through, uh, what we like to call deflate gate. Right, the original deflate gate. So once again, um, this was the same organizers of the um, Boston tournaments that we keep talking about, Big Kids Dodgeball. Yep. So this time they had a tournament up in Upper New York. I think it was, um, maybe it was in Malta? Or am I thinking yeah, of that? Because that's, that's where Rob's from. I think Malta was where where Rob was from. Yeah, so it's somewhere in upper upper New York. It might not have been Malta, but but it's up in that area. So it was another it was another eight hour, nine hour drive, and um, one day trip up there, man. Those were those are fun, but those sometimes those those drives are rough. And I remember we got caught in this like huge traffic jam on the way, and we were like on a dead stop on the highway, and like everybody was getting out of the van. Because there was just nowhere to go, right? You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that was this tournament. So big kids dodgeball up in New York, rubber ball tournament, which we always loved, and we traveled pretty much a- anywhere we could for those. Oh yeah. So um, <clears throat> we get up there, and I remember a funny conversation. We were walking around like meeting some of the other teams while we were warming up and everything. And I was standing next to this one guy. And uh, he, he's talking about like where he's from, like where they play and all that stuff. And I'm like kind of keeping quiet, which is like normal for me, but I don't really want to say, hey, we're from Baltimore. You know, we drive all over the place playing tournaments. We're like just looking to go and like wreck these things. 
Mm-hmm. But then he starts talking about, um, I thought it was funny because he was like, hey, you know, the ones you got to look out for are these like traveling teams. And I just looked at him and I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, he, he's like, I, you know, um, you know, they're always like better than like all the other teams that play. And I was like, well, we are from out of town. And then that just like broke the, uh, broke the ice there. And he's like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> but no, he, he was like a good sport about it. I just thought it was funny. But yeah, man, we would, you know, travel out of town and like just try to dominate these tournaments, right? And, and we really did. So, I mean, honestly, like every tournament that we would go to when we were out of town, it's just the competition level wasn't there. So yeah, a, a lot of people think, you know, hey, let's throw together a dodgeball tournament. It'll be fun. And then right. they don't necessarily expect a team to come up there like with the gold of Wreckham. Yeah, but not to say like we weren't, we didn't have fun. Like, and we yeah. weren't like. No, I mean, we were nice guys about it. Yeah, there, yeah, we there were, were other teams that were complete and utter jerks. We didn't go it's, with an ego and like bragging about how good we were or anything of that sort. We just, we just showed it on the court. And yeah. something that helped us out was uh, rocking the ridiculous uniforms that we rocked. Yeah, it's kind of hard looking to get. Like, looking like buffoons. I mean, how can you be mad at a person wearing short shorts? Uh huh. So yeah, it's kind of hard to be mad at somebody dressed like as ridiculous as we were. Yeah. But um, but yeah, not to say these some of these teams didn't surprise us because there were some definitely some good teams. It's just if you have you just throw together some athletic guys. I mean, there's going to be some good games mm-hmm. with a sport like dodgeball. But that's when like the um, team strategies and playing together all the time really comes in comes into play, and, and that's where the uh, good teams really step step above everybody else but it's funny you mentioned like um uniforms too because this i i was just reminded of this remember we took a keel to that tournament <laughs> so um he yeah. was one of our <clears throat> not he wasn't a regular replacement but he definitely played in a handful of tournaments with us yeah he, he was definitely on the call list <laughs> yeah later on in the years i'd say towards the like back half of the uh tournament circuit mm-hmm. so um Akil, <laughs> yeah Super athletic guy, right? Yep. He can pretty much do do anything like with his body. The, I mean, he was doing like cartwheels on the court and like jumping like thirty feet in the air. It was insane. But yeah, I I, I remember one tournament specifically where he earned the nickname the Nigerian Nightmare. Yeah. From another team. Yeah. From us. <laughs> From another team. Okay. Uh, All right. So. <laughs> It was right after, uh, right after he like jumped up and like spun, and then I think like he was warming up and he like jumped up and he like jumped off the wall and did a spin. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man, that guy's like the Nigerian nightmare. Yeah, all right, which is interesting because we call it, uh, we call Jay the Indian nightmare. That's right. (laughs) Good. I'm I'm glad we didn't give him that nickname. That did not come from us. No. No, but anyway, we just gave Jay the Indian nightmare. Yeah, but he didn't mind that. And he is Indian, so there you go. He is, so it worked out. Um, but, but anyway, before I get too off here, All right. I'm going to get to the Deflategate stuff, but I wanted to talk about this because it's funny. So Akil doesn't really have our style, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say he's like – he, he didn't dress like us when we played, so. No. He, was de- he definitely looked like a backup. And he showed up – I think when we got up to the, the tournament, we got out of the van and we were looking at Akil and we are like – yeah, man, those baggy shorts might not work for us. <laughs> so I think I think uh, Mogul had an extra pair of like 
short shorts or, or at least like smaller shorts that he could put on. You know what I mean? Right. So um, we, we pretty much just dressed the keel for this tournament. And I remember looking back at the picture that we took of the team and he looks like, <laughs> I don't know, like parents dressing up their like four-year-old kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a total goober. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't happy about that, but <clears throat> we thought it was funny. All right. So anyway, the flake gate. <laughs> This was the original Deflategate before all the stuff in New England happened. And this, I think it happened in the same year. So if the New England Patriot Deflategate was in January, I think this tournament had to be in the summer of that year, right? Mm -hmm. Like the year before. So, um, so we, as we were warming up, we were looking at, we were, you know, picking up all the, the rubber balls, like getting a feel for the game, for the feel for the, you know, equipment that they had and all that. Cause of course, our method is pinching, our favorite throwing technique. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to get a good pinch on the ball, you got to have, like, there's got to be some, like, pliability to the ball. Right. And some of these tournaments, like, I don't know, you, you got people that don't really play the game. They're just, like, putting on the tournament or whatever. And they just, like, pump these balls up until they're, like, oversized and, like, like rocks pretty much, right? Yeah. And they develop like almost like a like a growth coming out of them, and yeah, just, I mean that's terrible. There's got to be some give to the ball, right? Right. So we're playing, we're like warming up with these balls, and we're like, man, <laughs> these things are like these things are rocks. Like I don't know if this is gonna happen today. Mm. And I don't think we needed to pinch to win. We can win without doing it. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, it's, you know, if you can throw 90 miles an hour <laughs> instead of instead of 70 miles an hour, why would you? Why would you want to choose that? It, it's not even about that. It's not even about the uh, about the advantage that you get from it. It's just about the fact that there's it's more than one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Add some add some flavor to the game. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know whose idea it was originally, but um, as the game you know the games had started and we really we were winning. Like I don't think we were losing or anything, right? No we were just beating these teams and it was just like, all right, man, like one of these balls, we, one of our favorite things is to like, f for all of us to like find like the perfect ball so we could be able to pinch and like, mm -hmm. just like wail on some people. Right. <laughs> and while you're talking about that, say I remember numerous tournaments where we would all just like fight over like the same, the same ball. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Like there would be six balls on the court and be like, no, no, no. I want the yellow one. Dude, give me the yellow one. No, no, no. Yeah. I need the yellow one. Exactly, man. You got to get the right, you got to get the right feel. Yeah. So we were playing, I think it was like a few games in a row. We were just like, all right, we're not getting any good balls here. Like none of these are good to throw. Yeah. I don't know who's, I'm not going to blame anybody on this, but the idea came up. Well, we got a, we got a needle in the, uh, in one of our gym bags here to pump up some balls. Mm -hmm. So why don't, in between games, we just go warm up and pull out the needle and deflate a little bit take a little air out so just so oh, we can get a little boy. just so we can get a better grip on some of these balls right yeah and it's not like uh it's not like we were necessarily like deflating them the ridiculous numbers see the balls were over pumped and we were just deflating them just a little bit so that uh so that right. we could get them back to like normal to normal size correct yeah so we're not talking about like tom brady-esque <laughs> 
Yeah. So anyway, well, I mean, if there was like a regulated like pump size of the dodgeball, mm-hmm. these would not have been it because they were just way too hard. Yeah. So you know, Mogul had a he happened to be one of the guys that wore like wristbands out on the on the court. Mm-hmm. So you know, he'd walk up to some balls that were just laying on the sidelines waiting to be used, and he'd just pick one up, pull the uh, needle out of his wristband, and take a little air out. Uh-huh. So by by the end of the um, tournament, by you know the final game, all six balls are lined up, and they're all good. They're all good to go. Right. All right. They've all been brought back down to normal size. <clears throat> so we all run up and game starts. We start playing. Every, I'm, I'm pretty sure every one of those balls was good at that point. And we were just like, <laughs> we were just throwing some serious zingers, right? Uh-huh. The other team is like looking at the balls like, what is going on here? He's like, I don't think these aren't pumped up enough. And I, I think I remember hearing like a couple of guys on the other side start talking about how I think like the balls are deflated or something like that. Mm. I think we just looked at each other like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> but nothing ever, nothing came from it. Yeah. We won that tournament. I don't think it would have mattered like one bit no. if we would have played with the like oversized balls or the deflated balls. But that was the original deflate gate. And then months later, <clears throat> Patriots get caught doing what they do. Yeah. I don't know at first, but I was like, might have been Todd, and I, I brought it up to him. I was like, wait a second. This sounds like I wasn't going to rip on the Patriots, but it sounded a little familiar here. <laughs> Good times. Mm-hmm. But that was a win for us. Put that put that in the win, win column. So, uh, but before we go, so I got a real quick question for you. Mm-hmm. So we always talk about, uh, about different dodgeball lingo, and we talk about pinching and uh, – We've explained that, but when you think of the word zanch, uh, what what comes to mind for you? Well, I have a uh, like a selfish story about that. All right, but the the, the <laughs> word when, when I hear that word, I just think of somebody getting hit like straight on, like dead on, right in the chest, mm-hmm. and like they get hit in the chest, the ball bounces like thirty feet across the court. And then their arms go, and they like they were trying to catch it, but they're like a minute late because they got hit hit so hard in the chest. Mm-hmm. Is that what you think of? So that's that's what I think of too. I think of somebody just getting absolutely just nailed. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go ahead, I just look up. Uh, you just go ahead and you search a dance party Vietnam dodgeball. There's a video that just says dance party Vietnam zanch, <laughs> and it's. From a tournament up in uh up in New York, it was the first NDL tournament that we went to. Okay, yeah. And the video is simply uh Buckstar jumping like five feet in the air over top of a ducking Jay and Jay catching the ball. Nice. So I'm 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 a little I'm thinking to myself, well, does Buckstar not get what Zanch is or <laughs> I don't know because I thought he was there in the creation of that word. Yeah. Maybe we were using it for multiple things. Maybe. Maybe it m- meant multiple things. What I'm, you know, the thing that when I hear that word, the thing that sticks out to me, mm. like it just an image just flashes in my head. Again, this is very selfish of me, but you know, everybody probably has this moment. Remember our buddy uh, Brett? Yeah. NDL Brett. 
good, good old Brett Backey. Oh, yeah. his last name. So he, he was like a he was like a hot shot in that Chick Fil A tournament, right? He was mm-hmm. like NDL representative for that tournament, and he was like handed out NDL flyers. And of course, we've already experienced our NDL thing, and we've had our our go at that, and our we all had our opinions on that league. And he starts handing out NDL flyers, and we look at it and we're like, "Oh my gosh, what the?" Heck? We just walked right back up to him and gave him <laughs> right back to him. <laughs> But anyway, later on the court, when we played his team that was there, <clears throat> he was like, you know, he's a little cocky. He was like, all right, guys, I'll see you out there. I'll see how you guys do and all this stuff. And like, you know, he was going to destroy us. Yeah. And I remember he was up at that line and I had a, you know, foam ball and he threw at us. And he didn't move from that line, the front line. So he was clearly not aware of our team or he was not afraid of us at all, right? So I just let one rip from the back line, all the way in the back line, right? And he, he doesn't make – he, he steps to the side, right? He turns sideways like that's going to help. Mm-hmm. And then I put like a curve on the ball, and it hit him like square on the chest as if like the ball was coming straight <laughs> on. Like, like he hadn't moved. Like he turned completely sideways. The ball curved and just wailed right off his chest. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was so, so when I hear Zonch, that's the first image that like flashes in my in my brain. But then, yeah. See, I think of uh, just any tournament where we get the opportunity to go ahead and go against uh, <clears throat> to go against an NDL or anybody that you know claims to be a hard ass. You know, you always have those certain teams that have like specific names. Like, like what are some of the worst team names? No oh, man, there's been so many bad names. You but, can you can but, tell. But you know what you know what I'm talking about. Like the team names that yeah. go ahead and have like these like hard ass names, like destroyers <laughs> or like you know just like yeah, death squad or like something stupid like that. Um, yep, or like predators or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I swear, and it I'll think of all of them once we're done recording. But just like some of them are just like so generic, and like you see like a different team with that same name every single time. Yeah. And those are the ones that you just absolutely love to destroy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, who's going to show up at a tournament and have, like, just the biggest ego, the most cocky attitude? Like, who are the t- who's the team? Like, you know which team you're going to see either A in the finals or B on the road to the finals. Yeah. And that's the and team you, that you want. And you, can, and you can look at the list of, like, team names and find, like, the worst name and then look around the gym and see who's, who, who it is before you even know. Mm-hmm. it's that kind of team and you know the best part is when they get when they play us and they get they get hit by a dude wearing a mullet wig and <laughs> and aviator glasses and they have to go home and tell that story now wait what's somebody had a mullet wig and aviator glasses maybe you weren't there but uh yeah we played with a guy that used to wear a mullet wig and headbands and white shorts and aviator glasses the whole get up i see i'll wear yeah, I'm, I must not have been there. So, are you talking about Lou Barrels? <laughs> yeah, man. Are you talking about the legendary Lou Barrels? I am. So he did not. Uh, that wasn't a wig. That was his hair. Yeah. My, okay. Yeah, it's you got my understanding again. that that was his real hair. Yeah, I never tested it. So yeah, you might yeah. be right about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. my understanding that was that was in fact his real hair. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, 
I think that concludes, uh, you've got plenty of editing to do, by the way, but yeah. I think that concludes uh, our podcast for this week. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me, as always, every week, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to, we got some good news from baseball and a little bit of news from football. Uh, hopefully, the news just keeps on coming, and we'll be talking about real, real live Major League Baseball games very, very soon. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on the Twitter uh, at BleacherBirds. Uh, you can also go ahead and email us at BleacherBirds at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to Matt, his phone number is... Uh... All right, I'll, get, I'll give one more number. Yeah, wait, now, wait a second, wait a second. I believe that you did not give out a number last week. Mm-hmm. So well, you missed your You gave out a number two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I believe this week you owe our audience two digits. I, hey, if you missed your chance to get it last week, that's no, on no, you. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My air fans are demanding this number be released. I'll give you one. It's it's the number one. No, hold on. I think I might coughed over that. What was that number again? <laughs> was it, was it zero? Uh, no, it was, a zero? One. it was a one. It was one. It was one. And if you caught over four, a one, and a zero, I didn't say zero. I think he says, "Did you not say zero? No, I did not. All right, folks. So uh, Matt did not say zero, but just know that he is a Baltimore fan. <laughs> so it's it's very possible that there may be a zero coming up on next week's podcast on Bleacher Birds. You're gonna have to tune in next week to find out if uh, zero is in fact in Matt's phone number. <laughs> That'll get him back. That will. If that's not a cliffhanger, I don't know what is. Once again, that's all I've got, Matt. You got anything else? No, that's it. All right. Good night, Baltimore. See you later. <laughs> there's your uh there's your post podcast sound right there. <laughs>